Hi, my name is Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to Behind the Daw, the podcast that was created to help you become the artist that you've always wanted to be. We interview artists and music industry experts on an emotional, philosophical, and artistic level to get inside their heads, gather the best information, and then bring it back to you. By the way, this is a companion podcast to our new YouTube series, In the Daw, where we invite artists to dissect their songs in real time. Also, within every podcast episode, we include a bounced and condensed version of the corresponding YouTube episode. But I highly encourage you to check out the full YouTube version. If you have any artists you would like to see come on the show, or if you have any feedback in general, you can contact me at Wyatt at musicandstuffllc.com. For episode 17, we have Halcyon, and this was an intensely amazing interview. We get super deep about being happy, spirituality, love, making music, and everything else in between. We also talk about his new EP, Stars of Us, and break down each song and each song's meaning, and it's crazy deep. I just want to give a huge thanks to Halcyon, as well as a huge thanks to you for even coming through. And as always, if you enjoy what you learn and you'd love to learn more, go ahead and subscribe and we'll see you back here next week. Also, if you feel so inclined, we would love for you to leave a rate and review on iTunes. But for now, without further ado, here's Halcyon. I just want to welcome everyone back to Behind the Daw. This week we have Nick, who also goes by Halcyon. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How about you, man? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I'm stoked to have you. He's calling in from Germany. Where, what part of Germany? The western part, close to Netherlands and Belgium. Gotcha. How do you like it there, man? It's pretty neat. That's awesome, dude. What's the music scene like there? <laughs> I don't think there's any music scene at all. <laughs> Was there a particular reason why you why you picked that place? I mean, were you born there or how come you're there? I moved here for college, actually. So where are you originally from? I'm from Cologne. Cologne, gotcha. How far away is Cologne from where you are now? I would say 80 kilometers. So it's about for your American friends, it's like an hour drive. Thanks for converting that, man. <laughs> so I'm assuming that quite a few people are listening to this know who you are, but let's, let's assume that some don't. And so for, for people who don't know who you are, let's get a little background information about you, about your music career and everything like that. Okay, I'm Nick and first off, thanks for having me. I made music, I've been making music for like seven years now. I decided to start releasing music under the name Halcyon about three years ago. And I just try to make music I like, I enjoy and try to develop my own style. And it's like not working because there's so much music I like and just like changing styles and everything. Through the years, I got in contact with enhanced recordings. First off, I got actually in 2016 I had a chance to be a part of the remix competition from Man's Song Freeze Time and had the pleasure to to be on the final remix EP. And from there on, I started on growing, like working with Enhanced Records, which is a label from Tritonal, and then moved on to NCS, and now staying with them and trying to develop my career to, to progress at all. So right now, NCS is, is kind of your main focus right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're super comfortable to work with, and their support is crazy good. Like the community is so supportive. It's just like working out right now. Brought up that the last couple of years, last, last three years been going by Halcyon. Where did that name come from? First off, what does that name mean? And where did it come from? Halcyon means something like tranquility, like peace. And I was looking like before years, I was already making music. I haven't put out music because I couldn't find a name. I, I would identify myself absolutely with. I had like so many ideas, but nothing was like 100% 
what I wanted. And then like I found this word somewhere and was like, oh, this is looking good. I mean, like if you have a name, you want to make sure it's it, it's looking good. And then you want to also make sure it has like a meaning behind it. And then I looked out and it's actually coming from old Greek and there is even a story about about a person called Alkion, which is like an old Greek word where it's coming from. And now Halcyon is used like if you talk about something like a memory or something like a dream and like Halcyon is like peaceful, like harmony, tranquility. And it's like just what I feel is in my heart. Like this is what I want to, to spread with the world, like peace, happiness. And yeah, that's basically it. Dude, that's amazing. Okay. So this is really interesting because I, I, I'm going through the same thing that you rent, went through. So how you're saying that like, you could never really find a name. Like you find something you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or like, if you find one, maybe it's already taken, but then you finally, you you're able to find a word halcyon. And like that looks good. That, that that that's pleasing to look at, and then it's pleasing to say. And then you look up the meaning. You're like, that's it. That's the one, right? Is that kind of the story behind it? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you just I just had this word, did some research, and was like, yep, I go with this. No, I stopped looking for anything else. This is what I want, and then I went for it. Dude, that's amazing. So I'm still in the stages of trying to find something that resonates with me. Do you have any advice, <laughs> especially you know the people that are listening to this? I'm sure there's people that finding a name is hard, man. Finding a name that you're going to commit to. I mean, that's like that's like marriage. You know what I mean? That's like something that is that, that is identified with you. For the rest of your career unless you change it so i mean do you have any advice with finding a name yeah actually I do what i would love to have note back then is just to put out music don't don't think too much about it i mean grab the next name that feels comfortable for you and just start releasing music but because the only thing you can find your real style and also your real name is just like to progress and you can just only progress if you produce music and if you release music, if you get feedback. And even if you started producing like a half year, half a year ago, just go for it, just release it, get resonance, get feedback and you will develop, you will make progress and you will one day find your style. You will one day find a word or a name or something you can identify with as your artist name. Oh, that's super cool, man. Is there any resources that you would say like, I mean, I've heard people using like random word generators or like the dictionary or like, is there any resources like that that you would point us towards? Your creativity. Cool. Okay. I mean, the coolest words are words that don't exist at all. Maybe you find a cool word like I did a cool word like Halcyon, but if you can come up with a new word and can give those those letters a meaning with like you take a new word that hasn't been existed before and the meaning behind this word is just your music and this is like meaning way much than finding a word which has already a meaning because you can give this word a meaning that's actually really really smart so let me ask you about about your brand. So with everything on, on Halcyon that I've seen, I always see this. I guess it's a type of bird, right? That's that's what I'm looking at. Yep. Tell, tell me about that. What, what is it? What does it represent? It's actually a funny story. When I started writing my EP Stars of Us, mm -hmm. I had this graphic designer and we were working on like ideas for the cover artwork and stuff. And then we talked about like deeper stuff, like deeper meanings and had actually talked about the word Halcyon. And when she Googled it, a bird came out. Up. And then we was we were like birds. This could be like a branding. This could be like something special, which could be connected to my music. And also, if you take something and look further behind it, like looking between the letters, 
a bird is not just an animal, which is natural, but it's also like representative for being free, like spreading your wings, just going anywhere. And with my music, I want to take people to, to another place. I want to take them out of, your, out of a reality to my world, my world, which I'm creating with my music. And what could be better than a bird? Maybe a train, but who has a train as logo? I mean, a bird just works better. <laughs> I'm glad you went with the bird, man. The bird. <laughs> I, I agree. The bird, the bird stomps the train, man. No, that's, that's beautiful, dude. So that's amazing. So that's kind of been your symbol thus far, right? And like all of your, all of your cover art and everything has kind of just been contributed around this bird, right? And what, is there a specific type of bird that it is? I have actually no idea about cool. like different birds. So <laughs> no. And so now you have this new EP coming out and I've, I listened to it I just barely listened to it again before we got on this call. And it's arguably the most gorgeous EP that I've listened to in the, in the last year. Like, and that's saying a lot. Elenium's new album is pretty incredible, but this is right up there, dude. Man, this like, this means so much to me. Highly appreciate it. Yeah, dude. You did really, really well. I mean, if we're being like really real, is Elenium's album more like, I don't know, radio friendly, I guess you'd say. Sure, whatever. So that, that that's his cup of tea. But like, I don't need that for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to come to you for radio things. I come to you for a very special feeling. How you were saying, like the halcyon feeling, like the peaceful, the tranquil feeling. When I listen to your album, your new EP, I think that encompasses it beautifully. I mean, some songs really, 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 really hit me, man. So tell me, tell me a little bit about the, the EP, the process of it, why you wrote it, what it's about, you know, any information that you want to give about it, I'm, I'm willing to soak it up. I just find it so funny that you compare me to Elenium. Is it because of a bird feeling or how did you come up like with Elenium versus Celestion? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good question. I would say just because, you know, his last album that he, that he just released, and, you know, he had songs like Crawl Out of Love, Leaving, uh, uh, fractures. They're very emotional songs. Like they're very, they're very vulnerable songs. And obviously with doing the podcast about being emotional and open and everything, I'm into that kind of stuff a lot. And so that's, that's why I made the comparison with you because that is what I get. That is what I have gotten from every single one of your songs I've ever listened to. It's open. It's, it's emotional. It's just like, I don't know, it's welcoming. That's why I compared it. Yeah. I feel so on it, man. You deserve it. Oh, thanks, man. Let's hear a little bit more about it. Yeah, about the story behind it. So actually, I started it like about three years ago. I had this idea of doing an EP, which is not just like a collection of songs, but which is telling a story. I started like writing so many songs, skip the songs and like this EP was at one point, 10 songs long, but I decided to to put them aside because the more songs you have, the more story you can tell, but the more story elements you have, there could be parts like boring. If you're looking a movie or a film, like there are like parts, you, you just look at your phone and checking mails and sure. stuff, you, you notice this part isn't necessary to tell the story. Maybe it's just like some side information. And I wanted to make sure every track is as good as possible. It's telling as much story and like evoking as many feelings as possible. So I decided to break it down. And yeah, less is more in this case, I, I think. And the concept behind it, it's like a really emotional thing. Because imagine you have a, a love couple, but they are like facing their own lives and those lives 
don't allow them to to live together. But in their mind, they create this world, this world which is perfect to them, where they can go through adventures and just be themselves, like love each other, don't care about things like school, like work, like money. They are in this world and they are lost there, but in a good way lost. They don't have to care about anything else. And this EP is like telling the story of how there is this world But because of a real world, it's not possible to, to live there. So this couple starts dating and noticing there is more than love to, to them. There's like a connection, which is like a star. So when I was thinking of a title, I was like thinking a bit of the movie The Fault in Our Stars, because in the German translation, the title is like um, The Destiny Falls. So it's super interesting how how this this concept of stars could mean destiny as well. So stars of us actually means the destiny of us, but not just in this world, the destiny of our souls, how they travel through each life and they always will find each other. And at one point, maybe they have to live hundreds of life, but at some point they will meet each other and don't have to care about anything. They will be able to enter this world of peace, tranquility, and love and don't care about stuff. Sweet mercy, Nick. Like, that is gorgeous, dude. Like, even just you telling me over Zoom is like, dude, like, where does something like this come from? I mean, like, like, where did the idea of that even come from? Actually, it's part, like, of my own story. And I believe, I mean, sometimes I feel uncomfortable about talking about things like destiny or religion and stuff. But I just go ahead and, and tell my point about it because, of course, there is space to dis discuss and argue. But I just want to be honest right now. I think there is something ahead of us, like higher than us. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's God. Maybe it's something else. But I believe it's the universe. The universe is the impersonation at some point. Like It's like what we see what we can feel, what we are part of. And this is like destiny and we are part of something bigger. So I'm so sure there is something more. And I think we should live our lives and just try to be happy. How I came up with this, I was like thinking about how is my life right now? How would I like it to be? And there are so many things I don't like. I don't like that there is things like you have to go to school. I mean, school is super important. I mean, it's awesome that we have the chance to go there, but I don't like the pressure that's put on us. I don't like how the, the society says you have to work, you have to be lower than somebody or there are classes and stuff. I just, I dream of a world where we all, we can, where we all can be happy and where we all can just like go out, enjoy the nature, have an awesome swimming day, chill at the sun, or go hiking and stuff. And I, I just want to create this world musically and want people to feel what I feel. And I feel pain at some point, but I also feel excitement at some point. And I think it's just our job in life or like what we are living for is to live life, to enjoy life. And I wanted to, to tell like the story of the down part of life, like 
Life is not always perfect and it's not always working out, but it's our job we're living for trying to make it work somehow. That is incredible, man. On like, thank you for opening up about that. As you know, on the podcast, like this is what we live for. Thank you so much for going that deep. Question for you with it then. So, so how you were talking about the story of this, you know, this couple that basically created a dream world for them to live in. So first off, like that gives me cold chills because that's such an amazing idea like Nick, that's incredible. And so I guess uh, what I should say is that like, my assumption when I heard that is that yes, you know, that's coming from personal experience from you. And so when I think about it coming personal experience from you, I kind of picture like a Romeo Juliet kind of thing with you know, like you, you and and, and, and another woman. I mean, am, am I correct? Has that as this kind of situation happened with you and another woman where like you want to be with her, but for whatever reason, you keep getting pulled apart kind of a thing? Yeah, it is. It's actually with my my best friend from high school we started like dating when we were 15 and have been good friends before and i'm in this person i see like more than just a friend or just a lover or a partner i see this soul is like has a connection to mine i mean this is super cringeworthy at some point but i i just feel like i feel home at this person i don't think home is a place it's a feeling and i just when i'm around with her i feel like this is what i want to feel every day but i had to move away for for college she's doing her thing and we just decided it would be best if we focus on our lives to end the project of developing as a person first before we can even start starting our project together it's like we ended this chapter to at one point continue but we didn't want to be just a couple who breaks up because we start arguing or don't have time for each other. So I'm assuming that you going through that, and it's not cringeworthy at all, by the way, when that decision was made that basically, I would like to say maybe you just, you guys kind of like put things on hold, I guess you would say, would, would that be a correct term? Yes and no, I mean, we wanted to do is like putting away the pressure, the pressure of you have to have time for each other. And just like this pressure was what killed our magic, I would call it. So we definitely, or we do stay in contact. We definitely want to continue to stay in contact. The focus should be ourselves and just be free and uh, move to another country for a year or do like the craziest things. We want to make sure that at one point in our life, we are happy and don't have to think back at now and say, why didn't I do it back then? We want to live our lives to a fullest, as I said, and at this point where we are able to, for example, have the time and move together, we want to definitely meet again. And I mean, if have you seen the movie I Love Rosie? I have not. I just do this quick illusion. It's about good friends who were living next to each other and have been best friends for so many years. And in the end of this book, they just realized they are the person they have been looking for for so many years. But to have a perfect relationship, I think you have to know other things. You need to learn to value what you have and you only can value things if you know how it is to not have something or to have even something worse. I knew this was going to be deep, but I didn't know it was going to be this deep. With everything that you're you're going through with this with this uh, woman right now, this sounds like it's pretty difficult. Are you still kind of struggling with it or how are you feeling about it? I think there is something more in life. There is a destiny. I just feel in my heart I don't have to worry at all. I don't have to be afraid because I know at some point in my life, 
it all will work out. I will be happy. And that's why I don't care so much. I just think I should live for the moment. And in the end, I will be happy. And this to, to, to come to this point to be happy, I, I just have to be me and don't have to care about things and just be worried because this will stop me to progress and this will stop me to, to failures because failures and mistakes are the only thing that helps you to move on, to progress. Because if you are afraid of doing mistakes, you won't get started. And this is what has been holding me back for so many years. And I just realized this and I can't, I just can't stop thinking about how I love life and how I want to live it to the fullest and do things and do music and want to meet people and work with them. And this is like what's on my mind right now. This feeling that you have for someone when it's like there's just that connection. Like it's no, it's not just like a physical connection. It's a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, every type of connection. That is so amazing that you could put that into words. I've been trying to think about that for a long time because that's how I felt about me. Well, how, how I still feel about my wife and I. It was it was something different when we started dating when we just barely met each other. And it was just something like that, dude. It was just like, so, I don't I don't know how to explain it. But to me, it was like, it was more than just I wanted to be with her. It was more than me just having feelings for her. It was like remembering memories that I never remember remembering. I don't know, like memories from a past life or something that just like came back up and it was just like, there's a connection here and I, I have no idea why. You, you know what I mean? Is is that kind of what kind of what we're talking about? Yeah, and I, I totally can understand you because when I looked at your profile picture on Facebook, so for the people out here in the podcast who are listening, he has a profile picture of him sitting with a guitar and ha- has his wife sitting next to him and this is like so freaking cute and i knew this guy has it this guy has what makes him happy and i definitely want the same thing i want like you don't have to worry about things you just be happy and this is like what your profile picture sent me emotionally <laughs> thank you man i really appreciate that and i truly do hope in my heart that this works out with the woman that you're talking about man i have no worries now that we're kind of talking about this i can see how you were able to evoke the songs and the music that you make because one does not just make halcyon music on accident like you know what i mean one does not just make something like that without like having a lot of fills man and you you are a fills factory dude like you did mention something uh, a little bit earlier that i wanted to touch on and that's that's your spiritual beliefs tell me tell me more about that you you say that you know like this this bigger thing that you believe in and and, and quick note to anyone who's listening as you know i'm mormon so that I, you know i have my spiritual beliefs but really quick we're not forcing anyone to believe anything this is just our personal beliefs this is, you know, we're just having a friendly spiritual conversation and we're not battling anyone. We're not making fun of anyone. We're not putting anyone down. This is just our personal belief. So if you don't want to listen to it, that's great. If you do want to listen to it, that's great. So with that being said, tell me about your spiritual beliefs, man. My spiritual beliefs. So I had like lots of experience with like church and stuff back then. And I just didn't feel comfortable with it because I'd rather be alone and think about life than being together. I mean, Church is incredibly helpful for so many people because they find a community where they can like talk about things, how they feel and like they help each other. So I think it's a really good thing that we have churches and religion and stuff in life, but there is like nothing I am 100% agreeing with. And I just decided why don't I pick the ones I love from each other and like create my own belief. I mean, there are things in Christianity that I believe in, but they're also like, 
things in Buddhism, which I believe in, which are, for example, that every animal is like as as like means as much as a as a human because it's a soul, it's something living. So this is like part of my belief that I think there is nothing higher or lower than anything. If it's an animal or a person, I love everyone and I want the best for everyone. And my belief just works out like this, that we are all the same and that we have a reason on this planet. If we are a dog or a person, we have a belief and uh, we have a reason. And the reason is to be happy. And our way to happiness is what we decide to be, what we decide to do. But in the end, there is something like a destiny that shall happen, but it can only happen if we work for it. So it's not like you just do nothing and in the end you're happy. No, it's just like believe in yourself, work hard, work what you are thinking is right, do what you're thinking is right. But what's super important to this is like be tolerant. Like if someone has a different opinion, he has it, you can't change him and you have to deal with this. And to reach like the thing, like destiny is for me like a goal and you have to work for it to be happy. And the reason I'm not afraid of my future is because I know I'm working hard. And at some point there's something like karma if you're working hard and be kind and be nice and help other people, life will give back. It would be so wrong if you are the nicest person, work hard, and then in the end, you get nothing. It's kind of like a, para, uh, like a paradox to me. Even if you're, nice, if you're a nice person and happy, other people will give back to you, which helps you to be happy yourself. Like your, the reactions I get from you are like making me so happy right now. The reactions I get from people who listen to my music makes me happy. Or even if I'm like at a supermarket and open the door for an old lady, this is like brightening up my day because I knew I did something which makes this world better because there are so many people who have a wrong mindset and just do bad things at all, in my opinion. And the, the only thing I can do in life is like trying to spread love and happiness. And this is what I want to do. And that's like what I'm working for. You seem like a very, very good person. And so, and a very happy person on top of that. The people that I've met in my life that are like that, that are like you, usually are not born that way. They usually, like they, as they're growing up, they go through tragedies or they go through really hard times. And then that's when they decide this isn't the right way. There has to be something else. And that sets them on their journey to find happiness and everything. Are you like that or were you just born this happy? I wouldn't say I, I went through a real tragedy in my life, but I think I have never had a place in my life. Like I'm sure like these kind of people who found a sport at like, at like five or six years and like continue doing this or like playing an instrument and I was like I love everything and I never fit in there was never a group at school at high school that I 100% fit in because I had like my own mindset and I think the only way working around is like trying to be me and this is like me and I wouldn't say I was born totally happy I had like a lot of influences like my parents which I'm so happy to have because they are like if i have an idea like i want to do this or that they are like yes do it we are behind behind you we want you to be happy so i think my parents are the biggest inspiration i had but i met a lot of people and actually also like watching youtube like i found this youtube channel called jess and gabriel and they are like 
kind of the same mindset as mine. I'm like, okay, I'm not a weirdo. There are also people that are like that and they are spreading it. They have like 1.8 million subscribers. They are people who agree with them. So I want to be also one of these kind of people who, who just share like love and happiness. And I think we can all make this world better if we are tolerant and love each other in a way that we like respect each other and help each other to, to just make everyone happy. So just so that I understand, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is so like, you've kind of always had this, this underlying feeling of, of happiness, of, of, of love, of this, this want for light kind of a thing. But like, as you started getting older, going to school and whatnot, you noticed that you were different because of that. And so you kind of like, you almost like felt like you wanted to hold that in a little bit to kind of fit in. But then when you found these people on YouTube, like you were talking about that were like you and they have a huge following, you're like, Hey, there's other people out here like me. I don't, I, I can be me now kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's like, really, it was hard to like find my place. And I, I wouldn't say I always have had like happiness in myself, in my heart, but I knew I wanted to, to reach a state, which is like beyond having a good job, beyond having a house beyond this own, this is the state I want to have is happiness, which is like you wake up because you want to wake up because you are doing things in life you want to do and that make you happy. And if I hear people that are like, I got to stay, got to get up, I got to get to my job, but I don't want to. And this is what I want to avoid. avoid. I just want to be happy at what I'm doing. So I say what we do now is we'll go through your songs right now. It's on the EP. We can talk about each of them and, and maybe what they stand for and everything. So so really quick, how do you say the name of the first song? A quiver. Is that like a quiver when you shake kind of a thing? Yeah. Ah, okay. So how, how did you come up with the with this title, with this song? What's the song about? It's actually about the feeling, the emotion that you feel if you hit every green light on a road. This feeling like you're shaking, but not because of a bad reason. You're shaking because you're so full of energy and so happy and just can't stop and just want to go on and like do things and stuff. And this is what is the feeling I wanted to start the appeal with to have someone like catched and they want uh, caught mm -hmm. uh, to have someone caught who want to continue listening to the EP who's like wow this was like I'm I'm ready now let's go on the emotion are there and this is what I wanted to evoke with this song but it also stands for me like when you start an adventure you you want to start like you're ready for it you want to go out, want to live life, want to make experience. Throughout this adventure, there will be points which are like really hard and you're like struggling. But when you start an adventure, you're ready for it. And this is like the feeling of a quiver. How does a quiver move into the next song, which is called Stars for Us? Stars of Us, sorry. Yeah, then you, you have this feeling and Stars of Us is already like starting with a kind of drop thing. So you have like energy that's flowing and then it transitions to, to the part where the vocal starts and starting to tell the story. And Stars of Us is for me like the feeling when you, you start your adventure and you make your first experience and everything is working and it's just like, okay, I, I did so many things, I want to continue. It's working out and you're happy with what you did. Like you're proud of yourself in a way that you actually achieved something, that you actually did something. And mm -hmm. this is like what I wanted to have in Stars of Us. And then the next one is Beyond. So what's going on with Beyond? So this is track number three. 
Yeah, beyond is the point when we are like meeting the middle of BP. Uh-huh. I had like there is when you're like reading books especially or watching films, there is like um, a way a story is written. So it's mostly like you have the, the start, then you have like where in the start, you like everything's like introduced to you. And then it's like starting off telling the story and things are happening. And then at a point, everything goes wrong. This is like happening in almost every movie. Everything is going wrong. And this is like what's kind of beyond in snow. My words is story wise about like, in this in in this composition beyond is like you just went far away far further away that you ever have been like you've been to, your, to new places and i think beyond is like really extraordinary when it comes to like the sounds i've used and um, it's kind of like mixing so many things like atmospheric stuff like porter robinson vibes like puppet vibes and stuff And this is just like, you have something new, but you don't know how to feel about it. Is it exciting or is it making you afraid of something? Like, because new things are not always something great or you don't feel too great about new things. You just are afraid. So you mentioned the next song as well, which is Snow, My Words. I'm assuming that Beyond and Snow is kind of relatively the same vibe. Because that's that's when I look at those two words, that's kind of the same vibe that I'm getting. Like, like things are going wrong, things are hard, you know, kind of thing. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I wouldn't even say like going wrong, but it's like you're lost. Mm. Like you have no idea. And this is like, out of the composition just as as the song itself snow my words is like I, i took a double title because it's looking sick but also because like story wise it's called snow you went so far away it's like everything is like full of snow and everything is looking the same you need to look for the details because like you have this con- continuous sound but there are like new sounds introduced through the time and this is like is this is standing for snow like everything is like white but you have to look for the details what is different what is what you actually want this is like in life my words means like you're standing at a point and life just just goes around you like like a time lapse it's in my head like a time lapse you're standing there and like millions of people go around you and they live their lives and no one can understand you no one knows what you mean so my words just get lost my words are sad but nobody listens nobody understands me and i feel lost in this this world so this is like what it means and then moving on to goodbye which fun fact is my favorite song on the ep i mean all of it is amazing but this one is there's just something about this one that is just takes my soul tell tell us about goodbye man yeah goodbye it actually started like i was in contact with the singer which is miro actually i can highly recommend him he's so freaking talented dude he's insane And he sent me over a, a snippet of a song he was working on, but he was like, I would never finish this. I like, I don't know how this fits to me. And I was like, man, I love this. Let me make something out of it and let us create something new. And like, he had these vocals and I loved them. And I built something new around it and gave it a new meaning. Like in the end, he was like, oh, wow, I love this song. It's it's so different what, from from what I started, and for me this song means like it's telling a story. And actually, we have on the vocals Miro, but also my friend Nori, which is singing like the female voice. I was just gonna ask because I thought there was a female voice in there too. But yeah, keep going. If you draw an image, imagine you have like two towers of a castle, which are like far away from each other. Those two castles, and in one castle 
there's this boy in yellow castle there's this girl and they are like having the same emotions so they're singing the same song but they are so far away from each other and they wish they would be together at a place like this place i told earlier about which i want to draw with the cp and goodbye is just like the song that represents the feeling of being so far away and you wished you would be closer and it just just like it's a really sad song actually but i decided to to stay like with positivity and major chords and stuff to just like tell like a goodbye is not always something bad because a goodbye is num nothing like you you close the book when you end a chapter or you you end a chapter and close the book it doesn't mean you throw this book away it means at some point you open it and continue and this is like the funny connection between goodbye and forever you could say goodbye forever but actually it is goodbye as its own chapter and then forever means the connection which is forever not that this goodbye is forever that is insane so and then to finish this off before i get to my comments about all this so forever that is what forever is about is you said it best go ahead and say it yeah forever it's about like this feeling like if you listen to it it just feels so amazing and i love this song it sounds so amazing um i like it. this this song i also wrote with miro together because he's not just an amazing singer but also an amazing pianist and we wrote this together like i had these ideas and like this parts and he was like okay i can make it sound like this and i added this part so this is like a really short song of like one minute and 39 but it means so incredibly much to me because it's like showing how life can continue and even end but the connection stays forever and will continue at another life or any time like forever means it's more than just a lifetime i'm so happy that you went through each song and, and described it and really like every single one of those was amazing The one that absolutely hit me the most was goodbye. And the reason why is how you were saying, when you're done with the book, you don't throw the book away, you keep it and you open it later. And the reason why, you know, as you were describing the story of this EP, you know, I put me and my wife as the characters and it, it, it lined up perfectly. And except, you know, like for the part that's goodbye, the part that's goodbye is what I think or what I picture is what death is going to be like for one of us, whether I go first or whether she goes first, or whether it's just like, you know, I think it's just gonna be like a goodbye for now, but then we'll see each other in eternity. I totally know what you mean. I mean, death is a topic. It's not always comfortable to talk about, especially if it's about a person you love, but I think death is not always a bad thing. Yeah because death will happen at some point. You can't avoid it. I know maybe at some point we will be living 200 or 300 years, but it's. I think it's not possible to live forever. Yes. So we, we need to live with the mindset that we know at some point we will die or someone we love will die. But it's if you go... If you start this topic thinking, this is the end of everything, it's wrong. You need to think like, okay, for now it's a goodbye, but I know my heart and your heart, my, our souls like will meet each other again. And you just have to let go to meet again, you know? On that topic of death, you know, and, and I've talked to people about this before. And so a lot of the people that say, you know, like there's no life after this, you know, they they, they try to back it up by scientific evidence right there's no evidence of a life after this is usually the argument right there's no evidence most people just want to think that there is to bring them comfort so like when a loved one dies or like th to help cure their fear of death or whatever and like i get that okay like i'm a very logical person and so like i understand why they would say that or why they think that i do too but like 
to me, you know, like the what we were talking about earlier, like how you were saying, like this connection that you feel with this person and the connection that I feel with my wife. And I would even say the connection that I feel with my daughter and with my son. I just have the hardest time believing that a feeling that I have for them that is just so profound, that is so deep, that is so amazing and indescribable. I just can't understand how that's just by accident or just by coincidence or just something that has happened. I can't believe that. I can't believe that once we're dead, it's all, it's done, period, done, no more. You know what I mean? I just, I have the hardest time believing that that's something so profound. And yes, I don't have any evidence, quote unquote, to back it up, but let's just remind everyone that scientists evidence also said that smoking tobacco was healthy 50 years ago so <laughs> yeah my words on this is like when I was like in high school I always took like science stuff as my majors and like this was what I totally was in but I just realized like if you want to live life and be happy it at some point it's like good to question things mm-hmm. but at some point it won't help you to to move on it will stop you because you're questioning is this right is this wrong just do it and when I start like feeling about death is like a black hole hole and this is nothing beyond it and stuff. I just feel like I don't feel happy and I don't think this is what I should focus on. I rather focus on positive things. But I mean, even if if I die or the person I love dies and if I have a mindset, okay, I will meet again, I will be happier than I will then the person dies and I know, okay, this is forever the end. I will die unhappy. But if I die with a mindset, even if it's wrong, I will die happy. And this is like this this values way more to me than being right. Like you can have discussions about being right or being wrong but rather take this time and focus on something different because like having discussions is good at some point and it will bring you further but at some point you're just like this is right this is wrong and you're, you're wasting so much energy about it for the final question on the podcast is this you know, and and I've asked a different question with almost every episode, but I feel like with you, this is this is a question that would fit you perfectly. You know, yeah, as we were talking about spirituality and everything, you know, I had this this image in my mind, like, what if, what if Nick could sit down with the creator of the universe? You know, let's say let's let's call him God for all intents and purposes. Let's say that you're able to sit down with God. My first question to you is, if you could ask him a question and you know that he would answer you and he would answer you perfectly to the point where you can completely understand it, what would be the one question you would ask him? How to get a kick sound like Elenium's kicks. <laughs> This is the only thing I'm trying to figure out right now and can't get it right. If you ask, I, I could ask him what is the reason of life, but I'm happy with thinking the reason of life is living life. So why should I ask him and maybe get another answer which m- would make me unhappy? I think it's it's all good like this. I mean, is everything happening for a reason? And there's also a reason why we don't know what life is about. I don't really mind not knowing everything. I don't really know what I would ask. I mean, I would get an answer that nobody else on this planet could answer me. So would I be happy or would I not be happy? So I'd rather be, I'd rather be didn't ask anything that could change the whole world. On the concept of the Illenium kick. What do you think he would say to that? And he he was to answer you, you know, if you're like, how does Elenium get his kick? And he was to answer you, what do you think he would say? I think he starts with an acoustic kick. Then he somehow like tries to get, get space somehow 
maybe with a reverb, but, but I just can't get it right. Like I can't get a kick, which sounds like boomy and roomy and like in a good reason, like in a good way, but I just can't. If, you, if you're listening to like songs like... The one that comes to me, uh, the, the type of kick that you're talking about is the one off Fractures. To me, that's just huge. Yeah, for example, Fractures is a good example. Or, or like Lost is my favorite kick. And like, he's just, just what, what is special about him. He's like, somehow he's like creating his own style, but he has, I think he has the same problem like I do. He doesn't have so many melodies and like is trying to, to try to make a song interesting, not just with a melody, because when you look back at music history, a song was good if you had a catchy melody. And like most of Elenium songs do have a melody, which is like more in the vocal. So the production is like just, he's trying to get the feelings right, the vibes right, the sounds right. And this is like what he's totally nailing. He's like actually making music and not trying to make what other people did, trying to make a good melody. He's like trying to make his thing and it's totally working for him and the vocalist he's getting on his songs I mean like 90% of his song has a singer on it and it has for a reason because of course it's like pop and radio music but it's also because he's trying to to have like two worlds colliding like the singer world and the world he's creating with like his music I think that's a good answer man that's that is a really good question to ask God Nick Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, dude. I really appreciate you being open and you being honest and you really diving deep into not only your artistry, but your EP and you as an, a person, man. We at Behind the Daw are extremely grateful for you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And now here's this week's podcast version of In the Daw with Halcyon. have it layered with another piano because it looks like there's two sets of midi there i have layered with strings because pianos are like percussive sounds and i like to have something which sounds sustained in the background to just give it a contrasting feel and to, to add more of an electric glowing sound i have this mark one classic electric piano from the Connect 5 libraries. For those MIDI, are they all playing the same octave or are different layers playing different octaves? It's actually all the same. Sometimes I adjusted the velocity a bit to make it fit to the instrument, but it's actually all the same, I think. Just left out the bass notes here for frequency and mixing purpose. In the end, it's the same notes. How do you go about like getting vocals to work with the rest of the track? Do you write the track first and then do the vocals or? I actually work both times, but most of the time it's like I have a song and then pitch it over to, to your vocalist I know and we work on a concept. This concept here was like running away from the everyday life, breathing free and like exploring the world. So Valentina wrote lyrics about it to tell the whole story. Then we went over to a recording studio in Cologne and recorded and mixed it there because she's working in the industry for four or five years as a vocalist. So she didn't really like the idea to record at my home studio. So we went ahead, took the money and recorded professionally. So to make sure it's like really up to the standards and the labels are looking for nowadays. Concerning the vocal, so you went and you got it uh, recorded at a nice studio. Got really, really good quality out of it, and good. You, you just barely got in here because this is what I was, what I was wondering. What does the processing look like after you get it recorded in a very high-end studio? After I got it recorded, I start 
off with just some basic EQing to take out lows just to ensure there aren't any frequencies which are clashing with, for example, my sub-bass, then some compression on it. Actually, use those two compressors and I can't particularly say why I do it this way, it's just like how I was taught and it works pretty fine for me. Like, we all know how compressors work, but this setup works pretty good with the vocals. I just keep it this way and call it like my vocal chain. The, the CLA-76, how, how much uh, gain reduction are you getting on that when the vocals go through that? It's really depending because these vocals were already like post-compressed, so they're like as you see here, already almost flat. It's just like to, to ensure it's not going any further than it should be. And that's basically it about the compression. It's just like insurance here. Sometimes if you get like really well recorded stuff, they, they really need to drop it down by like minus 60, minus 12. So you got your, your EQ on there and then you compress it with the 76 and then you compress it with the 2A and then the final part of that little chain right there, then you have another uh, pro Q, right? And then you're just cutting out all the low end. Yeah, it's just like, it's like my, behavior to just make sure there aren't any lows that could be a problem in the end. And usually when you when you do that, when you, uh, I mean, specifically we're talking about vocals here, but when you do make sure that there's no low end on a specific track, how high do you cut up to? Is it 80, 100, 150? Where, where, where are we talking? It's depending if you have female or male vocals, but I usually cut between 100 and 200 hertz. If you go like really low male, low male vocals you want sometimes these low frequencies because they just just are like part of the voice just like part of the sound so i go down to like 90 but i wouldn't go any lower because there is really starting those sub frequencies that give the whole track those warm sound and this should be all like controlled by the sub bass in my opinion uh, yeah so those are vocal doubles are they like real vocal doubles, quote unquote, so like like two separate recordings, or, or or did you create that using processing? Different recordings, actually. I think these are already more multiple ones, multiple ones. I run away. No, this is just one. I run away. But these are like two different. We actually had like five different variations. We decided to keep it a bit more simplistic because if you have too much, it could be nice on its own, but like. You need to, to have to, to see all the elements you're using as a whole. So if you have like five layers, they could be like too much when you have already so many things going on in the instrumental. I noticed you've got some of the vocals going to what well, assumes reverb on the return track. Do you send all your vocals to a reverb or, or just some of the layers or how, how does that normally happen? I have a vocal shimmer, which is going on through the whole track. It's like just bringing the melody notes of the vocals as a shimmer sound in the background. So it fills up the background sound. So it feels like atmospheric, but still is part of the vocal. Then I have a Valhalla room, which is just like a quite short reverb, which is to give it room. It's sounding like this. Dragonfly, keep a secret there. Hide them everywhere. One, just and you and I, I run away. This is for the reverb as whole. This is how I go for vocal delays. Usually I go for one eighth notes because they are like spreading wide and quick. So you have some stereo space for your vocals. Um, and sometimes I go for like one fourth or half note 
So it's like this repeating sound, but I wouldn't go for ping pong there. I've always really struggled with when I have a vocal in a track to make sure that everything else is kind of moved out of the way frequency wise for the vocal. So at the beginning of the song, you have your piano come in and it's full and it's gorgeous. And then when the when the vocal comes in, nothing clashes with the vocal at all. How did you do that? I have like different layers in the beginning. I just play this part now. first thing that's like really present is this bird recording I did. When I think of a track, you either have like vocals in the middle or a melody. And here we have neither of them. So I put in this atmosphere, which is like a quick, fast changing frequencies. If you use this B here, it's like really quick, quick changing frequencies, which bring the mind to focus on something because these chords are like pretty slow. And I took out like the high, so it's just like really warm sounding and later with, with this pet here. And on top I have this atmosphere sound which is just like one note constantly playing since the rest are changing notes. It just fits like a composition together. And then when the vocals come in, do you have to cut anything for them or? Sometimes I cut, sometimes I boost here. I boost it just for frequencies which are out of the way from the vocals. Ending on the end of a so the vocals are like more in the 1 to 2k area around here, or like 500 to 2k of presence. And the piano presence is like higher and the strings are super wide. It's just like you have the strings on the sides, you have the piano on the highs, and the vocals like are the most present thing and taking the most frequencies. On some of the channels you've left as MIDI, some you bounce to audio. Do you only bounce down to audio to get that staccato feel almost as the notes ends? Or? Yeah, that's mostly when I do like him a drop, I just Every time the chord stops, I took out all the reverb and stuff to make it clean. As you just said here for the MIDI, I just left it as MIDI because I knew I don't have to care about the reverb here. The lead, I believe this is in like verse number two. So this is after the first drop and it's a really beautiful lead you got going on there. What is that? It's just like sub bass. Then we have this weird chord sound. It's like shimmering chords. It's just one of the serum presets. It just possess and serum a bit and like put the headroom on it to spread it out and have these two melodies on top. And those are like the notes Fari and I started completely with just like messing around building chords around. What does the patch look like, the actual synth patch look like on that, that melody that you were just showing us? It's called Raindrops. And I get to admit, like, I used to make all of my, all of my presets myself, but I just became a super lazy person <laughs> and, and taking like presets now, which are my go-to presets and just adjust them to, to fit my whole composition. Just out of curiosity with this, with this virtual riot preset, where did you get it at? Cause it's really beautiful. Um, it's from a virtual riot zoom presets volume two. 
for those who have never gotten anything from Virtual Riot like this before, I mean, do you go to his YouTube channel to get this or SoundCloud or how, how did you get this? He's uploading those to his YouTube channel, I think, and then you need to buy them. Wonderful. Oh yeah, what's that New York channel? Is that for like New York compression? Exactly. Okay. It's just like New York compression. If I remember right, you have some really cool like Foley or like textures going on in the background. I love Foley so much. So tell me about your process with this and, and how you did it. Actually, when I go about Foley, I start like making the basic thing like half kick, snare and the melodies going on. Then I go like through different Foley folders I have and just like throw everything in, stretch it, reverse it till you have like, it's like more trying than actually knowing what I do because this is like the best way you get something refreshing sounding. Yeah. So you just throw in stuff and try out to make it cool and then you maybe get like a, an idea how it would go and then you adjust stuff and then you get like the whole part going like this. I love that. Like, I love that. It's like a breath of fresh air. When you hear like real world sounds inside of an electronic track. Yeah, I love doing this. How do you go about approaching the arrangement for this track? Is it like a thought out thing or, or is it more a case of just filling out almost like just using your, your instinct? It's actually really weird because like having an intro is, is something which is like pretty common today. But we first had like a way longer intro than like this pretty short verse here and then dropped and actually it has like no second verse it's going into into this chill part here and going over into the chorus again so it was actually just like i had so many ideas for this song and just made like all these parts and try to glue them together and then the vocals actually help to get like a silver lining through the track. I think you have some like war drums of some sort going on is that right? Yes. Those are like these ones here. Yeah, where'd you get those things? Okay, there are like two ways to approach those drums. The first way is going to contact and take the, I think it's called action strikes, use them. But here I was like super, super lazy. This is like my laziest strike. This is such a bad example of my workflow, actually. I just took a cashmere sample here and just like super honest about it. I took this cashmere sample because it was like bringing the flow, like bring it to the drop perfectly fine. And when you find something that just fits your track, why trying to 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 make something else than just like taking this because it's all about creation making this whole track creating this whole track as i have it on my had it on my mind back then these drums just fit the best to be honest cashmere probably just went to action strikes and recorded them anyways so you might <laughs> i don't see anything wrong with it no i think it's fantastic man i suppose what you kind of might call a super saw or like the main big synth in the drop section how did that come about in terms of the uh, the sound design and the processing my biggest issues are always with drops and first i started like throwing everything in and I created so many different saw types and just like went for a distorted saw like this one which is like dynamic wise super flat but also in your face because of the OTT and the saturation and distortion on it and for a bright and white saw which is like a bit softer not that distorted, but like widened with the S1 imager. Then layer it with two lead sounds. This lead sound. 
which is like more a mono sound because it's like it's like sounding white but it's also sounding like it's in your face because it's had like a really low unison and this one had like a pretty high unison with stereo bread and detuning so if you put all these together you have like a a mix of so many different aspects of how a sound or a soul could sound like it could sound white, it could sound smooth, it could sound distorted, it could sound fat, it could sound in your face. And like, if you find the, the, the real mixture, it just sounds like this. It's like cooking for me. You need to, you know your ingredients, but you know, you need to know how much you take off everything to make like perfectly round off. Those little re reverse sounds, are they reverses from the synth or are they from the vocal? I have different ones here. This is like just the saw reversed. And I also have reverse vice, just, just this going on in this background sound here. The chords shot, chopped up a bit. What did you find most difficult when making this track? The first, problem I had was like getting the drop right, like mixing the ingredients perfectly together because I had like, it's sounding weak, it's sounding too bassy, it's sounding not in your face or too wide and stuff. So like, this was like pretty hard to me to just get it right. You know, the super sound, super awesome sounding drop from seven lines days to come. And like so many people tried to recreate it and they had like first just a super saw and stuff. You know what's in a track, but like, to get it sound right is like the most hard, hardest thing in my opinion to get everything like mixed up that it sounds like bit fat, bright, in your face but also wide and balanced and this was like for one of the biggest problems and the second biggest problem was like getting all the vocal stuff right. I had this track approximately in like two months finished but it took about a year to get the vocal stuff finished. How long over, say, that year in terms of hours do you reckon you put into the track then? I would say about 20 to 30 hours. It was like in these two months and then we had like so many more hours spent in different projects, like recording, mixing stuff. This would also be like 20 hours. Production-wise, it was just like 20 to 30 hours. If you had to recreate this song, would you do anything differently? Um, absolutely, I would. When I went, I just went through like all projects today to make sure I have like the right project to show off. And I had like a really early version from Fori and me and we had like so many like cute notes just thrown in there, which made this whole like a more less pop song, but more like an electro future based song, which like would be cool to see in the final product again. But I'm actually incredibly happy about how it turned out in the end. So you're saying mainly stick with the main ideas that you had in the beginning? Is that is that what you were saying? Yeah, because this song turned up really much pop music more than EDM in my opinion. But that's neither good or bad. I mean both both is okay, but sometimes we just like to do do more experimental EDM stuff. Just this one definitely not. So I think for the purpose of being a pop song this one it's perfectly fine. Our question to you is, would you like our feedback on your track? Sure, absolutely. I think overall, I mean, there's nothing I'd really point out as being like wrong uh, about the track, but just a, a really minor thing that I personally really like is whenever you have piano chords, is uh, yeah, so like, like piano chords in MIDI, um, it's just to offset the MIDI notes very slightly. Sometimes you can do it 
like just a small amount and it sounds really subtle. Other times you can almost offset them in a audibly heard way. The tendency with people in EDM is to throw everything exactly on the grid, which, you know, in some instances is super dope, but sometimes it just sounds too robot and not enough human, which is where like the term swing comes from or, or the term groove. It comes from the imperfections in both uh, amplitude and um, timing and velocity and so on and so forth. So something that I would suggest just piggybacking off what you were saying, Adam, for you, uh, Nick, would be how, how often do you use the groove pool? Actually, I think I have never used it. <laughs> Cool. So I, I honestly never use it either until I learned a really, really cool trick. So for example, for those who don't know what the groove pool is, it's down in the, in the left corner right down there. And what it is, is you can basically take a groove um, and apply it to a MIDI sequence here, whether it's drums or, or, or an instrument, just normal MIDI. And basically it will offset the MIDI to give it more of a humanized feel, just like slightly move it to the left or to the right or whatever the specific groove is. But what a lot of people don't know is that you can actually take the groove out of audio recording. So like, for example, if you went to YouTube and you found the audio of like some street drummer, that was just, you know, his groove is amazing. You love the way his swing is working and everything. You can actually pull the audio into Ableton, right click it, and it says extract groove and then you can take that groove and put it in your groove pool and apply it to anything the real and and, and amazing as that is the real magic uh comes when you take something that isn't necessarily a groove so like for example someone giving a speech you know if you go to a tedx talk and you bring it into ableton you say extract groove and then see what it comes out with. You know what I mean? Like it's super weird what it, what it comes out with and then you apply it and you can come up with really interesting rhythms and groove and swing and stuff like that. So I'd highly encourage you to try that out just because it, it can give you a really unique vibe to, to your MIDI. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like really mind blowing right now. I didn't know about this button down there. I never seen it. It just popped up when you told about it. You can apply it to anything that's been warped as well. If you have seen like a, a vocal that's been warped or, um, Wait, this was a pretty apply mostly to vocals. This was the ending being walked or do the same time stretching. Way to go, Nick. This is this is a really cool song, man. Thanks so much, guys.